Welcome to a little teaser episode here. Yes, big news, big news. Of Stay Paid, because we are excited to announce that we are actually launching a brand new series within the Stay Paid feed that we're calling Real Estate Leaders. Yes, Stay Paid Real Estate Leaders. We are going to take real real estate real, leaders. Real estate. I love saying real, that. People who are actually real practitioners that have built real businesses within real estate, we're going to ask them seven specific questions yep. to get their answers to these questions. Questions like, hey, how do you adapt? Where's the industry headed? Yep. What's the biggest mistake that agents are making? What are they ne- neglecting in their marketing strategy? So I'm really excited for you guys to hear this series. I think you're going to get a lot out of it. It's actually going to be a third episode a week. So we're releasing this on a Monday. But once we're ready to go full uh, blast into the series, you're going to get three episodes of Stay Paid a Week. We have a lot of great things in store for everyone in 2022. Thank you so much for following along and checking us out. And here is our debut episode of Real Estate Leaders. Welcome to Stay Paid Real Estate Leaders. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Acre. And on our debut episode of our Woo! new series, we We've have got brought a good one. in an amazing return guest. His name is Will Penny. We're going to throw seven questions at Will to get his take on what's going on in real estate now and how he has grown his business incredibly over his experience here. Will, to start off, kind of let us know who you're with, uh, what your role there is and how many years you've been in the business. Uh, so thanks. I love your podcast. I listen to it every week and uh, I'm glad you have me back on. So my role, I've been a realtor since 1988 when I was 19 and, uh, I've been married 29 years, two days ago. Got two grown kids. Ooh, congrats. Um, Akron, Ohio. I actually live about a mile and a half from LeBron's abandoned house before he moved to, uh, <laughs> California. <laughs> He's got a 34,000 square foot house that he doesn't go to anymore. Um, anyway, I'm in that area and uh, I've got a team of five. We sell about 200 homes a year, uh, about 40 million or so. Uh, and uh, had my own company uh, from January or February of 2001 uh, until September 10th of this year. And, you know, we made a few changes and selling houses. I love that. So you answered the second question, which is awesome. So you're selling about 200 homes a year, doing about 40 million in volume, super impressive. Here's the third question for you. Where is the industry going? And what do agents need to do to adapt and succeed? What's your take on that? Uh, My take might be a little bit different or it might be exactly the same. Uh, So up until about three years ago, if you didn't stay in touch and stay top of mind with your past clients, the only... the only problem that could come out of that is that they might forget about you. Uh, so we, that's all we had to worry about for years. So there's a chance they still come back. A lot of agents just count on that. Uh, but the only issue you had to deal with was that they'd probably forget about you. Now, uh, with these third-party companies like Ideal Agent, Effective Agent, Fast Expert, List Hub, or excuse me, um, Upnest, Dave Ramsey, Homelight, they are backed by uh, Wall Street. And they are spending millions and millions and millions of dollars a month. Ideal agents spending a million dollars a month on television advertising. That's just on television advertising. They are trying to change the way that consumers reach a realtor. They're trying to make it and they're working pretty well at it. And they're spending millions a month. They want realtors to call them and then they get to refer them out to an agent and grab a referral fee. So that... uh, if, if you're not, that, that, that's the way the business is going. Um, in terms of interfering with uh, your, your past clients, your sphere, and you know, getting repeat business, if, 
unless you want to be a uh, transaction agent, you better deal with that problem because it's here and it's here to stay and they want a third of the, of the commission. So what I like about you, Will, is you're always kind of uh, follow you on social media, looking at the different marketing strategies that you're using. You're always kind of forward thinking. We've had some conversations, you know, uh, on the side about some different things that you've been doing. What do you feel right now is the most neglected marketing strategy uh, by real estate agents? I think that real estate agents... Um are afraid to get belly to belly with people. They, I, talk, I met a 26-year-old agent yesterday. He sold 67 homes last year. Wow. Um, uh, and he said that he's... A, I said, do you call your past clients? He said, no, that would be so awkward. I said, you know what? <laughs> I, said, I said, do you know what is more awkward than that? He goes, what? I said, poverty. <laughs> that, ladies and gentlemen, is a great golden nugget. Uh, that is what's more awkward. If you, uh, I tell my team that uh, what's what's more uncomfortable for you, reaching out to your past clients and making it your job, or not being able to pay your bills, because that's where it's going. Because uh, as you've noticed, the pay pay for leads is going away. I mean, Op Cities jumped in front of uh, yep. Realtor.com. They're not selling zip codes anymore. You've got to spend at least five to ten thousand dollars a month minimum to get into a yeah. uh, into into a realtor.com program. That's what I mean the average realtor only makes 40 to 50 grand a year so that knocks out 90% of realtors can't buy realtor.com leads. Uh, Zillow um, that's a whole other conversation but Zillow has made some terrible decisions they t- they've in my opinion ruined their the trust in their brand and as a result uh, with their iBuyer debacle and they're coming back I mean most agents I know the top ones have bailed out of Zillow. Um, because they're selling 300% of the voice in the, in most marketplaces. And they're coming back now trying to get that money since they lost all the other money. Uh, so the, the fact of the matter, the thing that's most neglected is having a, a lock type plan in place to make sure that your past clients use fear of influence um, doesn't ever forget about you. Yeah. Uh, Couldn't agree more, man. Well, you look at the stats, the National Association of Real Estate or Realtors put out, 77% of sellers choose the first agent they interview. It's on the buyer side, it's 73%. So it's literally like if you don't haven't built a brand with your database, if you're not out in front of ideal agent, and keep in mind, our, what would you say it was ideal agent or who was it? Spending ideal agent, they're yeah. based out of Florida. A million dollars. Um, how are you going to beat that million dollar spend? You can't as a, as a little business owner, you can't. So how can you beat it? It's the relationship. You got to get on the phone. You got to get belly to belly. I love that. So why do you think most agents, this is a fifth question for you. Why do you think most agents fail within a few years of starting in their real estate career? Well, the, uh, where the rubber hits the road, the reason they fail is because the commission checks become so far apart that they have to get another check in the middle, which is a job. And then they fail. Mm. I mean, that's really all that it is, right? If you get a commission check for $4,800 and then the next one doesn't come for eight weeks, you have to go get a job, which takes you out of real estate. I think, I mean, at the end of the day, that's it. If, they, if you can figure out a way to get your commission checks closer together, then you stay in the business. If it just starts moving apart, you get out. I mean, mm. and it's based on, right? I mean, at the end of the day, they fail because they don't, they, they, they have an unpredictable business and they can't sell enough homes. And the reason for that is they're not willing to prospect. They're not willing to get on the phones. The young agents want to handle everything by texting or email. Uh, we've got everybody trying to sell us a, a widget uh, to, to eliminate having to call people and stay in touch with them. And at the end of the day, um, nothing's changed. Technology has not changed the way you have a relationship. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you nailed on the head there from the standpoint of prospecting. The number one way to condense the time between commission checks is to get out there and do Lots. your prospecting. So I'm going to take you back a couple of years here, Will, but what do you know now? What do you know now that you wish you knew before you became an agent? Well, before I came an agent, I was a, I, I was a lifeguard because I was 18. So <laughs> I didn't have any other like jobs that you'd want to tell people. About. I want to see have... a photo from your lifeguard. Baywatch. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> oh, no, he's reaching for something. <laughs> no, I have a. No, we don't want to see it. Well, we don't. No, no, not the lifeguard photo, but I have, uh, I found an, uh, I was at Remax in 1989. And I have a, I have a business card with my photo and I had these big giant glass. I mean, it was. That's amazing. I was I born know. in 88. <laughs> Not to make it. Ariel, the producer, even laughed. <laughs> I loved your face there, well, bro. You're like, well, okay. <laughs> I, I don't, I mean, there's people older and younger than me. So <laughs> that's a great way to look at it. So, what do you, way, uh, uh, to answer your question, what do I know now that I didn't know then? I fortunately, I mean, I was selling 60 homes by the time I was 24. That's amazing. You know, but I, I was calling FISBOs every day. I was calling FISBOs every day of the week. That's how I got off the ground. I still don't know how I listed them at 19, 20, 21 years old, mm. but I did. And I was listing a lot of them like uh, first appointment. But so what I know now that I don't knew that, didn't know then, everybody you meet, get in a database. We didn't have databases back then. I got my first database in 1994 with a top producer. And that's when I started filling it. But I've been in the business six years. Before then, you called the landline. Um, if they moved and you didn't get their new number, you could never reach them again. I've got a story about that in a second, but so build a database and, and of everyone you meet who could potentially be a client and don't let them forget about you. Um, send them American lifestyle magazine. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's why I love you. Will. <laughs> um, no, but seriously that, and you, and you need to have a plan in place to stay in touch with them. And just check in. I mean, I, I got this from you on one of your podcasts because I didn't. I used to do it differently. Don't ever ask for a referral when you reach out to these people. Just let them know. Like back during the shutdown last year, you started talking about it. Yeah. I mean, reach out and say, hey, Josh, leave them a message if they don't answer. I was in the area and I'm just thinking to you, I hope you're doing okay. Don't mention real estate. So that I've instructed my team because we text a lot. I mean, our, we reach out to our past clients a lot. Um, and we just say, hey, just checking in. Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving, whatever. And then you banter back and forth for a minute. And then at the end, say, uh, do you mind if I pop a couple cards in the mail to you uh, in case you run into anybody looking to move next year? I'd really appreciate the introduction. And that's how you, that's, <laughs> that's the plan. So that and then you send them a handwritten note, which nobody does with a couple cards and you, and that's what you do. That's what your call session should look like. And so you start, good. and then Tom Ferry said, you start in the back of your phone and you start working forwards. Yep. They're human beings. That's all it is. Oh, man. So good. All right. Last question for you here. To what do you attribute your own success? I just... Um, when I got into real estate, I never thought of it as being something that I would try. I was talking to a buddy of mine yesterday about that. When I got in, I didn't think, well, I'll give this a shot. I just thought I'm a realtor now. And I just... And I don't think... I found very... I found a long time ago that most people don't think like we do. Mm. They don't. I mean, they, they're hoping for things to happen to them. And the, the people that are successful usually aren't waiting for things to happen to them. They go find their own. They, you know, they, they clear their own trail every day. Yeah. They create the opportunity. 
Um, I forgot your question. No, yeah, that was it. I mean, what do you attribute your own success? I mean, you're, I mean, you're selling 200 I mean, homes a year, 40 just, million. I mean, you told me, I mean, I know this about you because we're friends, but I mean, you live in literally Florida for a couple months out of the year. No, we go, when I, t- because real estate, uh, dealing with human beings during the toughest, you know, not toughest, one of the most emotional times and most expensive t- transactions that they have can tend to be very stressful. So with my personality, I need to have something for me. So when I turned 50, which was three years ago, we started going to Florida for two months a year, just because it made me feel uh, like I accomplished something. I love that. So we go, we're leaving January 2nd to mark a while and we come back uh, February 28th. Yeah. Incredible, man. Yeah, it's so good. That's what's on, you know, get that type of stuff on your vision board when you accomplish it. Like I saw, you mentioned Tom Ferry. I saw him post something the other day that he wrote down a 20-year vision in 2015. And one of the things on his vision board was living in a high rise, either in, I think he said New York, Dallas, and he named one other place. And he said, I accomplished that goal. I'm living in a high rise right now in Dallas. And he, he moved from California, but part of his 20-year vision for his life is he wanted to get out of California and live in a high rise in one of those cities. And he did it. And he said, the fact that I wrote it down and then have achieved it now, it's just surreal. Like the, the feeling it gives you. And it's kind of what you're speaking to going to Marco Island for two months. It really gives you that just sense of gratification that you accomplished something. All right. Well, before we close out here, let people know how they can connect with you. And if you've got anything, I know you have something you want to tell everyone about. Yeah. So um, we talked about it before at one um, I think it's a golden nugget. Uh, Social media, so many of that, so many of, so many realtors just use the shotgun approach. They have no idea what they're doing with social media. I spent a lot of time thinking about it and I created a private Facebook group. We now have 910 of our past clients in there. I use Facebook as a CRM. Almost 90% of humans are on Facebook. So we find them, we friend request them, invite them into the group and we post um, just really like home related content, uh, recommending restaurants, contractors, fashion tips, design stuff, uh, trivia questions. And we post that four days a week. So in order to battle ideal agent and home light, uh, my people hear from me every day now in my Facebook group. And so when I was in Florida this last year, I don't drink much, but I think I had two or three cores lights. I decided that I wanted to turn my Facebook group into a business to help realtors do the same thing. So I started a company called Social Orchard, S-O-C-I-A-L Orchard, socialorchard.com. And now we, um, I help train agents to create Facebook groups, stay in touch with their people daily. And once they add, you know, and if they add that to calling past clients, American Lifestyle Magazine, you should be able to uh, fix your referral problem. So, and we charge them $89 a month and they get all the content I post in my group. It's amazing. If you have to cut that out, you can, but that's what no, it is. It, it's, it's amazing. Like, as I can tell you, like I've seen Will's stuff, I've watched and I've, he, he's the shown engagement. me. Oh yeah, he's shown me the engagement. And what I love about Will's content, which is so good, is that it's engaging content. It's not just a mass blast. He literally is asking questions within the group. People engage with it. And it's all kind of centered around the home, but it's not totally about the home. So people actually no. truly enjoy getting the content. Yeah. All and right. We don't. Yeah, we don't we don't post anything real estate related. Don't put sales in there. That's like pooping in a pool and expend people. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. That's great. Quote that pooping in a pool. What's that? What's that from Sandlot when they throw the stuff? Yeah, and it doesn't matter how big the pool is. <laughs> one kid, 
hundred yards over, everybody leaves. That's like, I sold 20 houses this weekend. That's the same thing. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you all so much for listening to Dive Deeper in this episode. Get those links, uh, a link to Social Orchard that Will mentioned, along with some links to a social media. You can go to staypaidpodcast.com. If you enjoyed this episode, head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop us a five-star review and a comment uh, to let us know how we're doing. And the best way to show your support for the show is to tell a friend. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast.remindermedia.com. And of course, you can follow us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, real estate leaders. I'm Joshua Stike. And I'm Luke Acree. Guys, I want to tell you, you just heard from a real real estate leader, someone who's actually practicing this, selling 200 homes a year, doing 40 million, living in Marco Island for two months out of the year. I know that's what you want in your life. Here's my action item for you from this podcast. What did he say is the key? How do you need to adapt? You need to get belly to belly. You need to focus on the relationship. You need to pick up the phone and make those phone calls. Get your database in order. Pick up the phone, make phone calls this week. Remember the difference between top producers and mediocre producers. Top producers take action. Take action on that today. 